0: Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for $25 a month, taxes and fees included. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not into you. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.
1: Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. click, 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 click. Writer's block. Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work.
2: Canva. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. I am Mike Heck, proudly donning the matchmaking hat. Once again following a big, a memorable emotional roller coaster, if you will, of a UFC two hundred seventy-six event. I am still in Las Vegas. I get to stay out in Sin City for a full extra day, catching the red eye out of here. Jose, Youngs, and I, we're going to go check out the Fight Pass Invitational Grappling event later on at the UFC Apex, but I'm ready to get home to my family, ladies and gentlemen, mostly because I can't stand the sound of my own voice anymore, and luckily, I think the the universe is hearing that because they're taking it away. I got about 10% voice left. If we're using the Jed Michoud damage bar on my voice volume, it's slowly starting to fade with each word, but we're going to push on through. And that is easy to do, because joining me is always my best friend, the Prince of Positivity, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, Mr. Alexander K. Lee. Hello, sir.
3: Mike, don't strain your voice. You Don't don't put so much sauce on these things. You, you're, you're trying to rest your voice here.
2: Well, I mean, I, I appreciate the advice, but come on. We either, we either go all in or, or, or you're not such at a, all, AK. You're such a showman. You're such a showman. You can't turn it off. You
3: can't turn it <laughs> off. It's, it's amazing. Uh... I totally lost my train of thought. Well, oh yes, I, I had a whole. Right, I was gonna say, Mike. Uh, I'm glad you're gonna go home. You, you know, you'll be back with your family soon. But you're with your family now. You're That's with the true. on to the. Ne- <laughs> you're with the on to the next one family. <laughs> the extended on to the next one family. A legion, a legion of very intelligent, thoughtful MMA fans. None of whom I assume were in my uh, Twitter mentions yesterday in regards to uh, the very controversial main card opener. Well i guess we'll touch upon it later we're yes. not going to matchmake for either of the fighters involved per our policy of you know uh no contest just being essentially ignored for those purposes but uh i went in on i went in on, on social media i went in on it on the uh post fight show and i'll be happy to uh mention it again but i, I am no less fired up about these bizarre muñoz o'malley takes
2: we will get to that for sure we're going to probably keep the show to about an hour because I still have to pack my stuff, my lazy ass, and uh, and get ready to to check out of this hotel in a little while, but let's get right into it. Let's start with the middleweight champion of the world, Israel Adesanya, or Adesanya, however you want to say it. No one's wrong here, but he gets a pretty lopsided decision win against Jared Canonier. Izzy was not in danger for a single second in this fight. Maybe not the most exciting performance of all time, but it is a win for Izzy. A big fight awaits him, AK. As we, more than likely, at least in my world, we're knocking out two names from this card right away. It's Adesanya versus Alex Prada three this time in the octagon with UFC Gold up for grabs. This is the only option here, is it not? I don't want to hear anybody going. Well, Alex Prada needs to
3: fight another contender. He needs to beat. He needs to beat Derek Brunson. He needs to beat a uh, 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 Darren Till or Jack Hermanson or. Who else? Who else is? I mean, ahead of him in the rankings. Even after last night, there's still a few names he needs to beat: Martin Vittoria, Rob Whitaker. Um, you know, again, g- cool fights, but those fights can happen anytime. The time to strike on the trilogy, quote unquote, trilogy belt between Adesanya and Pereira is now. It's now. I, the UFC did their job here. The UFC's job is to build towards big fights. They did a perfect job with Alex Pereira. Signed him after a huge win uh, in LFA. They gave him really uh good opponents steadily for him In uh who was the first guy?
1: Macaletas.
3: Macaletas, yep, yep. and then uh Bruno Silva. Bruno Silva. My brain There's, is not yep. working right now. Okay. It was Bruno. The wonderful, the wonderful blendado uh, Bruno Silva, who a very dangerous opponent, by the way. I mean, people can say, well, uh might have been a favorable matchup. Silva was too style wise, but is also just like a guy who I think is a sleeper at 185. So it's a great fight. And then you give him an actual ranked opponent and probably the best style matchup for him uh, in the top 15 or top 10. I think as we had, uh, I believe we had Sean Strickland ranked there heading into Saturday. So matchmakers, beautiful job. You've laid out the groundwork. People, we don't need to complicate this. Make this Alex Edison Edison title fight happen now. It, it, you know, at least book it. Schedule it sometime within the next month. And then uh, Alex Pereira says he's ready. He says, give me two weeks to chill. And then uh, whenever whenever Edison wants it, let's go. And I'm sure if they call Pereira this week, he's not going to, you know, he'll pick up that phone anyway.
2: Yeah, I think throw this maybe on the September card. So many people thought that John Jones versus Stepe Miocic was going to get announced on this broadcast last night. Like, Did so, they? The entire, like, half of the, the commenters during the live from Radio Row stream, that was their question. Are they going to announce Joan and Stipe tonight? And I was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my hopes on it. I, maybe. But from all indications, and this is what I heard as of maybe a week or so ago, that's the fight everybody wants, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen in September. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. If that fight doesn't happen in September... I think Izzy Pajada should headline that September 10th card. And then we have Aljamain Sterling versus, as, as we believe it will happen, the TJ Dillashaw fight. That could be the co-main event. Yeah, I, I like that idea. For, for Cannanary, okay, I'm going to make this quick. Again, I'm knocking two more names off the list who competed on Saturday. If the two winners of these main card middleweight matchups are fighting each other for the title, let's pair up the two guys who are also not victorious. Air versus Sean Strickland is perfectly fine matchmaking in my eyes.
3: Yeah, I don't mind that. I saw a lot of that coming in. I'm being a little more... Surprise, surprise. Conservative uh, with my with my pick here. I kind of want to see him fight Uriah Hall. I kind of want to see him fight Uriah Hall. Maybe, maybe this is me... Um, this would, I guess, be viewed as a favorable matchup for Kananir. I'm not sure. Again, it depends which version of Uriah Hall shows up. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if we need to throw Cannonier in there with another uh, contender. A Kananir versus Hall fight could headline a fight night show or at least be a... Um, a co-main event a legitimate co-main event on a uh fight night show i'm sure ken here does not want to be thrown back into the ufc apex but uh yeah i just went back a little bit further sure strickland makes a ton of sense and boy those two guys uh their theories on life are um unique to say the least so you you you'd be real galaxy brain matchup but i'll go with that uriah hall
2: yeah there's a lot of ways they can go with this they could even uh throw cannon air in there with another guy who won on this card and did so very impressively against a name you just mentioned. Co-main event, it's where things get a little wacky, my best friend. Alexander Volkanovsky, a man I will hereby declare once again the best fighter on planet Earth, pound for pound, pitches himself a perfect game against Max freaking Holloway, 25 minutes of just greatness, and then to find out that he actually broke his hand in the second round And just kept going and you didn't even notice it makes it even more impressive huge showing this rivalry is over we have finality and now ak mr volkanovsky has a lot of options doesn't he
3: he does but in a way this was oddly man one of the toughest like matches for me to make like he does but in a way he kind of doesn't let me explain let me let me finish let me finish (laughs) so uh here's i landed on i'll start at the end here i landed on wanting to see him fight the winner of what i assume a matchup that i assume will be made charles olivera and islam makachev is not official It's not announced but you know i think the the gears are in motion for that fight to happen at some point um for for a vacant title you know because it's just it's just that weird situation where olivera was stripped for for missing weight so i do want to see volkanovsky fight olivera someday or makachev again so I, that's why i think that needs to be res- resolved first we were saying on the post-fight show that, he, look, he has not cleared out his division, okay? This is not a statement that he has cleared his division. He's not close to clearing out his division. There's so many promising names in there. Uh, just looking at Arnold Allen, Bryce Mitchell, of loyev Josh Emmett, who just picked up, uh, of course, that big win, a uh, close win over Calvin Cater. Um, don't rule out guys, again, Yair, don't rule out guys like Giga Chakotseg. just took that one loss to Cater that doesn't, like, remove him from talk forever. So that's like five or six names. At least to Puria, if he, comes, if he can get back down to 145 consistently. Those are all names that I want to see fight Volkanovski. Some of them very legitimate threats. I know is at the peak of his powers now. And I think that's why I I, I couldn't find someone to match him up with just yet. Uh, I just don't think some. I think a lot of the guys are one or two fights away. Arnold Allen has the win streak. But man, just is still seems to be missing that signal. He needs to get a top five, top seven win. And he doesn't have it yet. I think he totally can get it. He just doesn't have it. Uh, Yair needs to beat Brian Ortega uh, if he wants a shot. Josh Everett probably has to wait to see what happens with that Ortega and Rodriguez fight to see if he gets a shot. There's just a lot of ifs at featherweight. And Volkanovsky really does want to stay busy. And I don't know if the UFC wants to book him against any of these guys before the year is over. Um, you certainly could. Again, Evloev, Arnold Allen, Bryce Mitchell, all guys undefeated in the UFC. I just think it's too soon. I won't complain, but I think it's too soon. So I think the only option, and the best option for him, is to wait to see what happens with the lightweight title and fight the winner of that. Because like Israel Edison, yeah, he can go up just like Izzy did against Jan Blachowicz. You can lose. It's fine. Come back down. start, Go back to defending uh, your title again. So, yes, I, I'm not in a rush to see him become a quote-unquote two-division champion. But uh, I do think it's very possible that it is what's next.
2: I want to see Volkanovsky versus Charles Oliveira so badly. <laughs> I want to see that fight so badly. I just want to see what it looks like. And I know Islam Makachev fans are going to think that I don't like those guys. It's not just not true. I just, I just want to see what that fight would look like. I just want to see it. And the broken hand in the second round sort of changes my course because coming out of that fight, I was sticking with what I said after Oliveira beat Justin Gaethje. Oliver versus Mac, versus Alex Volkanovski. That's the fight I want to see. There is no lightweight champion. There are options. He could. He has a com- a compelling case to move up and fight for the vacant title right now. I think this injury, depending on how bad it is, could actually delay those plans. I think it would have happened sooner rather than later. But I think this injury is going to keep him out a little while. Maybe put a little put a little roadblock in it because if you're Volkanovski, if you're not in the mix right now. He's going to be waiting a little bit. So if he doesn't get this vacant title fight, when we're looking at Makachev and Dariush and some of these other guys, I just feel like he could be waiting a little while to, to get that shot. So um, I think I'm kind of with you. This this is kind of this is a couple of boring answers here. Because I think Volkanovski will probably have to defend this title again at least once before he makes the jump. And... Like you were saying earlier, I think all the pressure's on Mr. Yair Rodriguez, because if he beats Brian Ortega in 13 days, I think he's the guy. If he wins the decision, knocks him out, no matter what, if Yair is just puts on a fight that people are like, wow, that was that was a great fight, I think he's in. I think he'll get the guy. If Ortega wins, Josh Emmett gets the fight, that's sort of where I'm at, and on the, the other end... I think it's actually maybe more interesting for Max Holloway what his next move would be. So this is going to be even more boring than the Volkanovsky answer because the first thing I want to do is get some much-needed rest. And then the, the the actual answer is kind of anyone he wants. He could, outside of a title fight, he could stay at 45 and fight the Avloyevs and the Taporias and the Bryce Mitchells and those types of guys or he could also go to 55 and fight Gaethje, fight Chandler and just have these like fun challenging fights and just just have some fun out there like get keep, get those competitive juices flowing so he just a fun fight that'll challenge him okay fence answer for going any type of Otno points this is uh this is an incomplete this is a wait and see
3: it's kind of funny how in combat sports uh, how much a loss kind of frees you can 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 be freeing. Nobody wants to lose, of course. Uh, you know, win it, winning and being stuck with you know limited big name matchups is a good problem to have. But second to that, if you have a guy like Holloway who's established himself as one of the ten best pound for pound fighters in the world, yeah, it's good. It's good. He's not tied t- tied down to having to defend the title. He's no longer tied down to this Volkanovsky trilogy. I doubt we'll see this fight again. See them fight again. Uh, Saturday's fight was entertaining, only in the sense of how impressive Volkanovski's dominance was. It was not competitive. Uh, so, but I'm I'm just gonna. I know you're saying he, he could go in a lot of directions, and it's, we really gotta wait. But listen, you've been pushing for this fight for a long time. My best friend, I'm with you, Justin Gaethje. It's gotta happen. Will it happen next? I don't know. I feel like it has to at least be talked about, um, and I feel like we will see it booked sometime within uh, this the, the next 12 months. Um, is again, is it next? I don't know. But I'm waving my magic wand. And uh, that's that's where I'm going to go with that. I'm going to make it happen. I want to touch upon Volkanovski one more time. Mike. I'm going to ask you: Do you think Yair Rodriguez beats Brado Teigen against tail uh,
2: I don't know. I mm. I have to watch. I have to go back and watch both fights. Mm-hmm. I would say yes. Like mm-hmm. I, like right now, I'm leaning Yair in a close fight, but Ortega's Ortega's a slick one. He is. He's a, he's a sly dog. So if this fight gets to the ground, it could get really interesting. I know Yair's, you know, no slouch down there. But if this fight is just a striking fest, I think Yair's going to win that one. But yeah. it can crack too. Just ask Alexander Volkanovsky about that. I,
3: I, I think it stays in the feet and Yair, Yair wins it. But this must might also just be me wanting to see a fresh challenger for uh for Volkanovski this could be some some matchmaking uh please please help make our matchmaking easy a uh so take everyone take that one as a grain of salt and by the way i would love to see brian ortega fight Volkanovski again someday obviously that's not next i mean if he beats a year that's not next but that first fight was so good was so good and and look maybe Volkanovski watches him in the rematch just like a complete like he he dominated most of the fight against uh Ortega anyway but man there was those, a couple of super exciting moments so I would love to see them fight again, but um, yeah, that's that's far away. Brian Take has to string together like three or four wins to uh to get another shot at Volkanovski.
2: Yeah, completely agree. Holloway Gaethje actually could make a lot of sense timeline wise because Gaethje's uh, scheduled to get some nose surgery later on this month, so he's gonna be out for a little while healing that up, and we'll give Holloway some time to heal. Just make this fight, come on! I've been telling you to make this fight for like two years now. Let us move ahead to excuse me, Brian Barbarina, A.K. This fight with Robbie Lawler delivered. What a finish. You feel bad for Robbie. He took a beating down the as that towards the conclusion of that fight. And Brian Barberina, Bam Bam was glowing, AK. He was glowing. His his dreams came true. And this is the fight he's always wanted. This is the type of fight he always wanted with Robbie Lawler. And he threw out a couple of fun names that, that he'd like to fight. But what do you think is next for Bam Bam? Matt Brown... Then Robbie Lawler, do we do we keep on this sort of legends tour, or do we mix things up a little bit?
3: It's certainly an option for him. I saw some good veteran names thrown out there for Barbarina, uh, but yeah, this this is listen. There there is a there is a fight I didn't even know I wanted, and uh, and we kind. I'm already removing the ban on this guy from the show. Andre Fialio, you're back in. You're back in the fold. I want you to fight Brian Barbarina. I. I a year ago, again, Fialio was in the PFL. I wouldn't have even thought about this fight. But just the way Fialio has... In, uh, Pialio? PFL? PFL Fialio. Fialio. <laughs> the way Andre Fialio has ingratiated himself to the fans and to us with his incredible free swinging style. My goodness. Uh, yeah, let's let's see that fight with Barbarina happen. Uh,
2: ranking, schmankings.
3: I just want to see some dudes uh, I mean,
2: Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. He mentioned several names... There's one name that he mentioned that I really liked. I like Sa- the Santiago Ponzanibio idea, okay? Just let these two guys get after it and let's just see what happens. He, he mentioned Nico Price. He mentioned some other names. Like, Barbary just wants to get, some, get in some fun scraps, and I think we should just let him get into fun scraps. Just give the man what he wants after a crazy fight like that.
0: Hi, we're visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts?
2: When a fight on the main card doesn't have an actual winner or a loser, we forgo it. However, I think we should talk about this, AK. We should talk about Sean O'Malley versus Pedro Munoz because we are a matchmaking show. And while we would not matchmake normally, there are questions that come up. But first, you mentioned this earlier. If you have no idea what we're talking about, what happened on Saturday, fight was stopped in the second round. Accidental eye poke from Sean O'Malley. Pedro Munoz, checked by the doctor, says he can't see. Fight is waved off. It's an no contest. And Twitter exploded. Absolutely exploded. Even Joe Rogan didn't help with this narrative at all, saying that Pedro wanted a way out of the fight. He didn't want to be there. He, quote-unquote, quit. He just found a way out so he didn't have to lose. Wanted to, quote-unquote, hold his ranking spot. And you know who wholeheartedly agrees with those people? Sean O'Malley agrees with those people. So, AK, you said you wanted to say some stuff about this, get some things off your chest, the floor is yours, discuss this, and then I'll ask you the question that, just sort of the easy question that comes out of this one from a matchmaker perspective.
3: I shouldn't even give this more lip service than it's already gotten. Um, so I tweeted pretty shortly after the fight was over, please log off if you think Pedro Munoz wanted out. Uh, a pretty, you know, provocative. Yeah, I mean, by my standards, a provocative tweet. I mean, uh, clearly, I know that's going to ruffle some feathers, get some engagement. It's fine. So I, I welcome all the responses. I, well, I don't welcome them, but I expected uh, uh, some pretty rough responses. There was quite a few that understood and were like, "Yeah, it's crazy. This is this is Pedro Munoz we're talking about." Um, I, I mentioned today that this guy, uh, and I mentioned on the show. I can't repeat this enough. I, I I don't know how you can look at this guy's record, his recent, just his recent record. I mean, he's been, he has 28 fights. He's been fighting since tw- 2009. Just his recent record. Dominic Cruz, Jose Aldo, Jimmy Rivera, Frankie Edgar, Osmai Sterling, Cody Garbrandt. That's six top 10 phantom weights, including the current champion. He knocked out Cody Garbrandt, one of the hardest hitters at 135. I don't care if people think about him like, oh, okay, he doesn't win fights. We all know he can punch hard, okay? At the very least, Cody Garbrandt can punch hard. This is not a guy, Pedro Munoz, Who's gonna quit in a fight? It it doesn't make sense unless there was. Uh, he's not gonna he's not gonna quote unquote want out of a fight unless something is really wrong. If he says he can't see, he has earned the benefit of the doubt that he can't see. That's a serious eye issue. I don't care if he took thirty seconds to make the decision. I don't care if he took uh, two minutes to make the decision. He realized he thought in that moment I can't see. Uh, according to him, he'd been fouled more than once. He says he had been poked in the eye a couple of times, and also we saw a, definitely a groin strike in there. Uh, you know, which was close, sort of close to the waist, but also looked there was definitely growing contact. So I'm OK with people questioning the severity of the fouls. That's fine. That That's that's another thing altogether. Like, uh, you know, people can run over that footage a million times and say, well, he didn't really poke his eye. He like poked the front, his lid and it pushed his lid into his eyes. That's not a big deal. Maybe it didn't look OK. Maybe it doesn't look bad. You're not Pedro Munoz. I'm sorry. You're not. You're not Pedro Munoz. You don't know what was going on in the situation. I, people are saying well, well try not to uh, uh get in his head and try and expect, predict like oh was he trying to get out like that's and like that's not what i'm trying to do i'm calling it what i saw what i saw was he says he was poked and he and 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 the, the referee and the physician stopped the fight based on his reaction that's fine that's what happened you can't question his toughness you just can't he was he won round one on two of the, two of the three judges cards I, in, you know, unless you think like whatever the little trouble he was starting to have in round two was enough to like make him quit, Pedro Munoz to make him quit from a fight, you are insane. You are insane. You have no perspective. You should. You don't know anything about fighting. I'll go as far as I say that it's a horrible. It's just it's that bad of a take. If you think Pedro Munoz wanted out at UFC 276, you do not know anything about MMA. I, I, I that's a huge statement to make, and I don't care. I'm happy to make it come at me bros you've been coming at me all night bros and brosettes you've been coming at me all night it's fine i welcome it uh but man people just think just think it's it's not a lot to ask mike (laughs) just think critically why would he want out i don't know it it doesn't make any sense
2: it's just fight fans are nuts it's crazy and there's a lot of good ones. A lot of great... You know, the
3: majority. great. I'm sure you met a bunch this week, Mike. I know you I, said you I met did. a bunch yes, this week. Yes, I did. So many great people watched. The majority of great people. So this is, again, I, I, I'm I, sorry. I'm a broken record. of not all the stuff on Saturday night. Uh, this is for the vocal minority of morons who are pushing this narrative. Uh, Pedro Munoz did not want out. He has not wanted out of any fight in his entire career enough.
2: Yeah. it's. It, I, I hate the take from, from those people. I actually hate... I actually am not a fan of the Israel Adesanya was was boring take as well because I don't blame him for the fight. I don't think it's his fault. I blame... I think the more more emphasis should be placed on the shoulders of Jared Kananier than Israel Adesanya. Israel Adesanya's job is to go out there and win a fight. He's expecting a certain game plan from his opponent. That didn't happen. And he had to fight the fight that he needed to fight to win. It was After Volkanovski's performance, it's a tough spot to be in anyways. It was just such a weird night. Um, But before we move on to who got the, the graduation, if you will, to the main card Otno list, do we run this one back, AK? Do we just run back O'Malley Munoz or do we move on? Do we turn the page, get rid of this negative juju and both guys can take different paths?
3: I'm fine with both guys moving on, but I think the easiest thing is to run it back. I mean, you've even got some heat now, right? I mean, I think the fight had some pretty good heat behind it in the first place. You know, great, great choice for a main card opener. Perfect opponent for Sean O'Malley. Again, a veteran guy who's hitting a little bit of a slump, but I think most people would still consider it to be a really, really, really tough test for him. Again, I ran over the, the names that he has uh, recently fought. So if Sean O'Malley could add his name to the list, again, like of uh, guys who have beaten um, Munoz, Domino Cruz, Jose Aldo, Osme Sterling, and all those, that's a huge feather in Sean O'Malley's cap. So give Sean O'Malley another chance to actually get an official win. I know he's kind of joking. On Twitter, they're like, Oh, I'm the first guy to finish Pedro Munoz, which is just silly. Um, but yeah, give, give Sean O'Malley another chance, give Munoz the chance to silence all this bizarre, uh, all this bizarre talk. And, and look, maybe he loses, maybe he gets properly knocked out. That's probably better than whatever nonsense he's been having to deal with over this, uh, this no contest.
2: Yeah, it's it's a tough spot for both guys. I say we just move on, honestly, at least for now. Like, let's leave it a little breather because. Boy, I didn't think I'd be saying this name on the show, but Henry Cejudo actually went out and did something right last night. He of course <laughs> follow, he he of course followed up followed it up with something really dumb and nonsensical with the whole Volkanovsky basically begging to fight Volkanovsky, giving his verbal job resume, his job basically giving a job interview for himself to Alexander Volkanovsky, When earlier in the night he actually did something right, he went to his division called out a guy who at least is ranked, and said, give me a tune-up fight, let's do it. And, of course, uh, Sean O'Malley had some choice things to say about Mr. Cejudo (laughs) during the post-fight press conference and even in that moment, but Henry Cejudo actually went up to a bantamweight fighter that actually makes a little sense. I I think that's I think the UFC should just go with this. I think you 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 put out a fight offer for this fight immediately to both guys because I want to see how serious Henry Cejudo really is and if he takes this fight. I I will I will I spend an entire heck of a morning singing the praise of Henry Cejudo. Probably not because he was still kind of dumb with the Volkanovsky thing. However. Offer him this fight. If he says yes, we now know he's serious. Because even O'Malley, with this whole comeback, feels the same way I do. He's not coming back. I don't believe it. I'm not buying it. And I don't really care. O'Malley and I have the same sort of thought process about this. I'm not going to say what, I'm not going to agree with him on the other stuff, but just make it. Just offer it today. Send the contracts out to both guys. Offer it today. Do it for September or october november december whenever because i guess that's when cejudo can come back just put it on the books and let's do it then i i just don't have to talk about the cejudo thing anymore but he actually did something right he went to a bantamweight and said let's fight i still think you should fight Piotr jan but i actually like the o'malley fight this is a huge test for o'malley love it and it's win-win for sean too if he wins that's massive and if he loses it's listen He's Henry freaking Cejudo. He's the two-division champ. Sky, one of the greatest combat sports athletes of all time. It's not a shame if he loses in a win. Like, the risk-reward factor for this fight for Sean O'Malley is about as good as it can get right now. So, go with that. Let's see if Cejudo's serious. If Cejudo is not serious, which wouldn't surprise me if we're being honest, <laughs> then run it back. But I think yeah. the UFC, their first priority, should try to do We try to do omalley Cejudo first. I, Mike, I'm glad you're giving credit where credit is due, even if um, technically he hasn't even
3: really done anything yet. <laughs> that's, we've, pretty, we've set a pretty low bar for Henry Cejudo doing stuff right now, uh, like as far as his comeback talks. So this is like, yeah, this is like really good compared to the usual nothing that comes from his social media activity.
2: Yeah, because Cejudo had an, had an F-minus all week <laughs> with the Sterling stuff and the Volks stuff, like just horrible. But this is like the one thing he actually did right. I liked I liked what he did here and I think they should try to make that fight happen. Let's go I, I, go
3: I would much rather see that fight than the Munoz rematch. A Munoz rematch would be great. But I if you if you're telling me it's that or O'Malley Sehudo, give me
2: O'Malley Sehudo. That's just fun. Yeah, it's 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 a fun fight. It's a, a fight Sehudo will probably be favored in and it's a winnable fight for Henry, but big opportunity for Sean O'Malley and if Sean mm-hmm. loses, then you just throw him in there with somebody fun and try to give him a win and Build momentum back up. Speaking of momentum, speaking of finishes, the tarantula. Jalen Turner graduates up to the main card here in in our show. What a performance against Brad Riddell. I don't think people were stunned that Jalen Turner won this fight. Some people still weren't 100% sold on Jalen Turner. I thought Brad Riddell just, just kind of that. I thought maybe he was being overlooked in a way because. This is a recency-biased sport. His last performance, we saw him get knocked out by Raphael Fazeev. I thought just the technique of Brad Riddell would be enough here, but damn, Jalen Turner had different thoughts, submits him in under a minute, and now he gets... This is the biggest moment of his career, AK. Pay-per-view, numbered card... Gets the bump up to the main card and on to the next one. What do we do with the tarantula?
3: Yeah, I feel like we would have been fighting whether whether he got this bump up or not, you and I would have been fighting over like the right to make him our wild card. He was just it was that impressive um i'm going i landed on gregor gillespie who i currently still have in my ufc lightweight top 10 probably counting other promotions he's probably just uh, out of it now i can't remember but he is ninth just just talking about ufc fighters i do have him at ninth and i want Jalen turner to get, up, get to move up i think i think he deserves a step up you could certainly there's certainly still compelling uh lightweight matchups for him that are closer to the middle of the pack i wouldn't blame anyone for wanting to see him fight uh, a lot of these entertaining and talented guys that are slightly below him. But I have Jalen Turner in my top 15 now, and I, yeah, I say give him a top 10 shot. Gregor Gillespie would be a huge test, as he is for anyone. Um, Gregor, of course, has been picking and choosing his fights, but as we keep saying, at some point, he's just going to have to sign a contract to fight someone. So why not the very, very dangerous, but beatable, but beatable if you're Gregor. You've got a lot more experience. You know? You're know, you a grown man. Um, uh, the, the, the Gregor Gillespie and Jalen Turner. Yeah, I... And some of the other names in the top 10, I think I'm just, just don't quite line up with Jalen Turner yet. Uh, or they're also prospects and they also deserve uh, top 10 opponents. So let's keep pushing this new wave of guys, Gamrod, Sarukyan, Ismagulov, uh forward and, um, you know, not match them up unless we have to, like they did with, uh, with Gamrod and Sarukyan.
2: I am actually going to take the path that you're not taking here. And I am going at Demir as Magulov. I think this is like the perfect Woo! opportunity here. I think this is where right. you have it because Demir beating Guram and the way that he did, we all we all feel like he should be in the same spot Jalen Turner is in right now. So let's let's give him that opportunity to take that spot that Jalen Turner is in right now. Both guys, I have so many questions about both guys, especially if they fight each other. We don't need to save this one. There's no reason to, especially in a division like this where it's all chaotic. Like, do we really want to wait a few years? Maybe these guys will fight for the belt, or do we just do it now? Like, I just feel like we just do it now. Why not? Turner Izbogulov, that fight is tremendous, and then we're not talking the, the the guy who comes out of that fight. This is not just ooh, it's they 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 could enter the top fifteen. No, these are this is like they're gonna be top ten. They're gonna be very close to fighting for a title, whoever wins that fight. So. Love it. That's the way to go. I know Demir has been a name that's been thrown on an awful lot the last couple of weeks. Kind of a tough spot to, to figure out, but after that fight, I think we found it. We just lined those two guys up. 14,
3: 14 and 13 in my rankings. Turner at 14. Is Magulov at 13? Why not?
2: Wildcard time, AK. Jalen oh. Turner made it to the main card. Oh, yeah. So now, it's wild card time. We'll select one fighter we've not match made for. It could be someone who's not victorious on the main card, or somebody victorious on the prelims, or... Who knows? Maybe somebody not victorious in the prelims. AK. How crazy do you want to get here?
3: Pretty pretty safe, boring pick for me. Uh, but this, man, this card is just so stacked. Holy crap. There's so many fun options to throw out there. But I got to talk about Andre Muniz. Um, arguably the second best uh, middleweight on the card. Arguably had the most impressive performance by any middleweight on the card. Though, of course, Drickus Duplassi, Brad DeForest was a hell of a lot of fun. But if we're talking about just like sheer dominance, my goodness, Andre Muniz... Uh, did what he does, and jujitsued his way to a, um, you know, not super exciting victory. I get it. I saw I saw some people a little questioning the entertainment value, but listen, Uriah Hall's tough. Uriah Hall's never been submitted, and so getting, do- and, and doesn't get dominated on the ground as often as people might, might think. For a guy who is a, you know, a striking specialist, he's always been pretty good at, at staying on his feet. Uh, and Muniz, made it look like that was not the case at all. So, uh, yeah, big things ahead for, for Andre Muniz. I'm going all in, man. Mike, I'm going all in. Give him the Robert Whitaker Marvin Vittori winner. Those two throwing down. Yossi Paris September 3rd. And if he beats one of them, give him his mother effing title shot. He is not far off. I know people will look at this and say, well, what if Whitaker beats Vittori and then... Uh, you know, and then suddenly Whitaker has a chance. Like then he maybe he beats Muniz, and then now what happens? Now you've knocked off two contenders again. Oh not, well, I mean Vittori was not getting that shot at a distance again. But now you've knocked off Muniz as a contender. Um I'm here's the thing is I'm this confident that Muniz beats either of those guys. Wow. I, I would pick him to pick Whitaker or uh, to beat Whitaker or Vittori. That's how high I am on Muniz. So yes, I don't care. Bring on Whitaker for him next, bring on Vittori for him next. He's gonna beat one of those guys, and he's gonna get a title shot. And he'll face either Adesanya or Alex Pereira. And uh, I tell you, he would not be a huge underdog in either of those matchups,
2: I don't think. Thought we are going to have a Friends Forever moment, AK. Oh. I thought we were going to be on the same page. I was a little more AK-ish than you in the, in this respect. Where I was a little more... A little more, let's... I mean, I, I'm sold on Muniz. If you listen to one of the ranking shows we did, which guy... From a division that's not in the top 10, could you see fighting for a belt by the end of the year and it wouldn't surprise you? Andre Muniz is my name. I think he's that good as well. He also sort of has an outline of how he wants this to go. He does feel he's he's two wins from a title fight, but he called out a name, and I actually like to call it a lot. I think it makes all the sense in the world. I like the Derek Brunson fight. He said, I want Derek Brunson. Then I get a number one contender fight, and then I fight for the belt. So I think Muniz knows he's going to get there. I don't. He's not in like a I have to fight for the belt now mentality. It's this guy's next. I'm going to submit him, and then I'm going to move up, and I'm going to submit that guy, and then I'm fighting for the title. So he wants Derek Brunson. Let's give him Derek Brunson. There are, we That could headline a, a fight night. That's a That could be a fight night main event on an Apex card somewhere. That That makes perfect sense. We could headline this. Muniz has a chance to to get over and and get himself in a in a very big fight.
3: Oh, so we both picked Muniz. So it was
2: a half half a friends
3: forever moment. Friends, we were, close. We were so close, and that's it. We just that's it. Yeah, don't, no, you can't finish
2: it today. I guess not friends. Friends,
3: yeah, today yeah uh and by the way for anyone uh yeah and you're right about muniz being a guy who's not in a rush uh, anyone who didn't see uh Guilherme did uh, our own Cruz, cruise course had a wonderful uh feature on andre muniz ahead of the fight sort of just talk about his journey and how he got how, kind of how he got to the ufc and, and got to this point so uh definitely check that out and you'll see why he's kind of yeah he's got a level head about his career he's 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 rushed before let me put it that way he has rushed before early in his career and it didn't work out for him so now he's definitely just like you know what Bring him on, bring on all the fights. And when it's time for me to get that title shot, I'm, I'm going to be ready to roll. So, yeah, this guy is a contender for sure. Do we have any extracurriculars before we
2: go to listener picks?
3: I'm probably missing some here. Uh, oh, you know what? Before we do it, because I always say we got to start doing this in the middle of the show now because yeah. we always forget the end. Happy trails. Multiple happy trails. Start off, of course, Donald Cerrone. Um, I think it was becoming more and more clear that he was going to retire before hitting that 40 UFC fight milestone before hitting that 50 combined UFC WEC fights milestone. So he was, he would have been two away after this one uh, because he has 10 WEC fights and this was UFC fight number 38. So he still had two fights to go for hitting that uh, 50 uh, combined mark. Um, just the str- really. Just the, the ongoing stress. Uh, he elaborated on a lot of this stuff, of course, in his uh, post fight interview on Saturday night. He's been mentally sort of checked out, com- or compet- from a competitive standpoint, for a long time. And he said this in the past too. This isn't like out of nowhere. He has said many times, very, very open about like how his competitive fires just go up and down, up and down, up and down. And at some point, I think there's been more downs than ups. So, a uh, good call by him to call it a day um rather than go you know again go for some magic round number just to do it um he has a family he's put in more than enough work inside the cage for the fans for us uh it, it, and it's just an original, you know. It's a cliche, but there definitely will never be another Cowboy Cerrone. We can't even go over all the memorable moments he's had. You you could pick just his welterweight run, and that's like an an amazing run he had in the UFC, as as, as brief as it was. And then of course you add in all the lightweight work, all the stuff he did in WC. He's fought literally everyone. It's a shame we didn't get the Lozon fight, really. Uh, and this is probably a happy trails with a with a you know a, a tip of the cap without a full tip because. I'm not super convinced he's not coming back, Mike, but never a bad time to say to say thank you to the cowboy for everything he's done uh as far as fighting goes
2: well said, well said, and uh, of course, happy trails to Jessica I as well mm-hmm. uh, wants to be the female undertaker in the pro wrestling yeah. world
3: well yes we'll we'll see about that. Uh, I could definitely see her doing some pro wrestling work Lo- you know she's she's uh, one of those love her hater fighters. I mean she's been very vocal. She's always been vocal in her career. She's had a lot of haters, a lot of hashtag haters. Um, some of it justified, maybe. Some of it she brought in herself. You know, she's very active on social media and on, on uh, responding to fans and things. And that's going to bring, you know, both positive and negative attention. But, yeah, she's fought some great fighters. People forget at one point she really was, you know, one of – well, two points. Before come to the UFC, um, she was one of the top fighters in the world. And then she fought her way to an unlikely flyweight title shot. Uh, she has a, you know, it's whatever, an ugly looking UFC record. It's like five and ten. But it's all, what, decision losses, you know, to very good fighters. Juliana Pena's in there, Sarah McMahon, Misha Tate, uh, Jennifer Maya. These are these are good fighters, right? These are good fighters. So um, she's been a company woman for the UFC and and always willing to show up. So, listen, I'm not saying people need to hold her in the same reverence as Cowboy Cerrone.
2: But she had a good career.
3: She had a good career.
2: Yes. Fought for a title. And yes. without Jessica I. Ai- this is probably not a women's 125 pound division. There you go. So, you she, go. she was she was the spearhead. She was the one who was so more vocal about that division than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, she deserves a lot of credit for getting that division off and running. And now it's it's already past 135 as as an interesting division. And it's it it could very well surpass 115 the way it's going right now. Ak,
3: do you know who her first? Do you remember who her first UFC opponent was? The spell ended in a no contest.
0: Her first oh sorry the- sorry it did,
3: sorry it did sorry it didn't end in no contest it lost it ended in a split decision win for i was later overturned to a no contest because of the the wacky tabacky
2: the wacky tabacky trying to remember this was it's, t-
3: it's tied into this okay. segment it's tied into this segment if that gave- might give it away but... don cerrone i'm
2: just <laughs> <laughs> obviously yeah oh know. yeah oh yeah i remember yep and i see i like what you're doing here oh. yes our, our old for our old friend multiple time panelist on yes on shows like BTL like post fight shows the one the only Canadian Sarah Kaufman right Sarah Kaufman that's right uh, Sarah Kaufman
3: won a split de- oh sorry uh, just I won a split decision so she was technically victorious in her first UFC fight uh, but of course it was overturned because again you, you you can't you're smoking the devil's lettuce I mean she's lucky she's not in prison. Uh, <laughs> But, yes, happy trails as well to Sarah Kaufman, who also announced her retirement this week. You know, she didn't get the chance to do it in the OC or really leave her gloves in any octagon or cage. Uh, she fought most recently this past November, beat uh, Jess, uh, Bellator vet uh, Jessamili by first-round TKO. Her first-ever featherweight fight, I mean, that's how it was. Like, it's just been really hard for her to get fights. She fought at lightweight, 155 pounds for uh, the PFL, which was ridiculous in the hopes of getting some fight with Kayla Harrison, which, which would have looked comical size-wise. Um... So that that did not come about. And then she's fought for Invicta UFC, one of the one of the original strike force champions uh, back when that was, you know, the best women's really the only major women's title in the world. Uh, well, no, with with I'm sorry, that's hugely disrespectful to Japan. So I should say in North America, North America. Uh, so, yeah, uh, listen, yeah, she's a Canadian. She's a friend of MMA fighting. And, uh, you know, we're glad she's, she's got to retire. Very respectful record. 22 and five. She's fought them all. She fought Ronda Rousey, you know, Misha Tate, uh, Valentina Shevchenko. I mean, she's fought the best of the best of the best of the best. Uh, just an awesome, awesome career. And, uh, again, if someone decides to come back, great. But, um, again, it has been really hard for her to get fights. She, she was always campaigning to come back in the UFC. For whatever reason, there was no interest. I feel like that's a huge that was a huge missed opportunity by the UFC. But uh, even without that. Her brief run, she had a great career uh, with UFC and just overall uh, really, really one to remember. So thank you, Sarah Kaufman, Jessica I and
2: uh, Donald Cerrone. Happy trails indeed. Happy trails. To that trio. Uh,
3: No more matchmaking. No more
2: matchmaking for you guys. Go enjoy life. Go enjoy it. Be a movie star. Be a pro wrestler. (laughs) Be an analyst for some MMA promotion.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial.
2: Disclaim, AK. We got about oh, 15, no, no. 20 minutes to go. One very quick check the tapes. Marcus McGahey calls
3: this the, Alexa- the Alexander Wept edition. Very literal uh, <laughs> literary reference for There Were No More Worlds to Conquer. And a point for myself, by the way, and listeners for uh, a, a fight that Guillermo Cruz just broke. Ariane Lipsky versus Priscilla Cachoeira going on August 6th. So the fight that everyone wanted. So I, I, I have a point <laughs> and I will share some of that point, residuals from that point with the listeners. Um Oh, gosh, the disclaimer. You know I'm not going to read the whole thing. Guys, just don't be due to this week after last week. I don't know what the hell was going on last week. <laughs> uh, from what I saw, I had a chance to look over some of the listener picks. It, I think people were on, on much better behavior this week,
2: Mike. I will admit I have not looked, so hopefully okay. hopefully we, uh, we keep this going. I'm ready to fact check. Robbie Ryan. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Obvious fight to make is Volk versus Max 4. Winky Phase. Okay, for real. Adesanya versus Pereira has to be booked now. Volk versus either Emmett. Or Oliveira Makachev winner, Barbrena versus Jingliang Young, Salikov winner, Ron O'Malley versus Munoz back. I honestly think Munoz took the out. Wow. Not off to a good start in AK's eyes. Blocked. <laughs> Wild card. You might have seen the last of Max Holloway at 145. It's a long road back to the belt, beating two to three guys you've already beaten before. Perhaps another crack at 55. Some sort of a fun super fight against Gaethje Chandler or Poirier could be on the cards. Don't disagree, but... We'll see where Holloway's head's at after some recovery. Jaron Kawada, Holloway versus Ngannou, just to see if anyone can crack his chin. Like it. But I, don't, I understand where you're going. People, people got jokes today. But I think Holloway's done a 45, and he gets Chandler next. I could see him also against RDA if he beats Fazeev. He likes Barbarina versus Ponzi. Ian Gary versus Zaleski. Too soon. Winner lose. Yeah, at the, at, at, yeah. Slow, slow burn on Ian Gary, who looked fantastic. Uh Boston, Rich, Izzy, Paeta, Volkanovski, Poirier at one fifty-five or Chandler. So Volkanovski, Poirier, or Volkanovski, Chandler. Interesting. Interesting. All right, let's pull up the ones over here. Where are we at? It's John Ray, Macy Barber versus Andrea Lee. Muniz versus the loser of Hermanson Till.
3: I really like Barbara versus Andrew Lee. I actually think
2: that might be, might be next for her. Oh, boy. No. Oh, boy. Mike, Mike. Miller versus Stevens. Since the UFC won't let him fight anymore. What? I don't... Oh, boy. This is not good, John. Uh, <laughs> Turner versus the Diego Fajada, Dracar Close winner. Don't mind that one. Barbara It's kind of on the same page with the Jing Liang fight. Pereira versus out of 73 three ish. Holloway versus Gaethje for every bonus ever. Volkanovski versus Evan. John Ray, come on, man. Ian Gary versus Robbie Lawler. What? They're teammates. They're teammates. They're buds. They were. Oh, doing, they were talking about each other like and all the I weekend. And I just,
3: said people were on their better behavior. Sorry, the least Li Jing, Jing Liang picture. You said people mentioned were saying win or lose versus in his next. Were people acknowledging he has a fight booked?
2: Yeah, it's winner of oh, Liang okay. Salakov. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Marcus. Anything new? He likes volkanovsky Oliveira, Strickland, duplessis Barbarena, JDM. Not bad. Jalen Turner, Demir, Ismagulov. I gotta tell you, Marcus, you have really turned the corner on this matchmaking. Let's <laughs> see. Where are we? Where are we? Man, this is a lot. Jacob Benny with multiple messages here. Hi, Mike. I will start to get my Otno picks in before the Beers take over. After the DDP win, oh. I would like to see him fight no, Darren Till. No, do it after the Pierce takeover. over. Yeah, I, I, maybe it'll go downhill. We can just see the like the digression of it all. Uh, after the DDP win, I'd like to see him fight Darren Till, regardless of the result of the Hermanson fight. A fight for the fans who love to see two blokes throw hands. Jacob, nice start. Some rhyming. And keeping on the Till-Hermanson fight, I would match Budiz up with Jack. I would like to see Muniz tested against someone in the top 10. I feel Jack's top pressure would be a good test for Muniz. These fights oh. help push new blood into the middleweight top 10. Sure. Turner is a damn problem at lightweight. I think the loser of the battle of the, of the Rafa and the Hafa would make sense. Too <sighs> many lightweight staples at the moment are not active enough. Not a bad idea. You I'm not against it. Route.
3: I feel like it's too soon, but uh, Turner should jump at that opportunity.
2: O'Malley and Pedro should just run that back next available opportunity. I had Pedro winning that fight up until that fight with O'Malley just not being active enough. Interesting. It's not related to this card, but could someone in the top 15 agree to fight Jake Matthews? Wonderboy would be the perfect opponent. Barbarita versus the Dirty Bird means, and I think this is where the beers really start to kick in here. Okay. Uh, sign me up. And in fact, there it is. How good are beers in the AM and uh-huh. UFC? We all know they're going to be Gizzy versus Ferreira. But I wouldn't mind getting one more fight on the books before that. So Max Ferreira with the winner of Costa versus Rockhold. Oh, man. You are why? so smashed right now. Why? You are absolutely why would, ripped. Why would you do this? It's like 800 Fosters in your belly right now. Come on. <laughs> Hear me out. Pound for pound title on the line. Volk versus Usman at 157 and a half. You are the drunkest. Thanks for listening. I'm going to punish some more beers. <laughs> we watched We watched a man's night unfold through the magic of Otno matchmaking. Uh, yeah,
3: listen, this is this is family. Like we said, this is the Otno family.
2: He's the little brother that we're just like, come on, man. Get your <sighs> shit together. <laughs> oh, man. That was funny. Jared Biagin let's see anything new cannon air versus the winner of rockhold costa holloway to lightweight versus gaethje strickland versus Derek brunson barberina versus tim means to complete the 2022 legends whooping tour robbie lawler versus sense. robbie lawler versus court mcgee with a stip loser leaves town loser retires that's don't, uh, uh Yeah, it's okay. I
3: don't. Mind. I listen. I'm not. I'm still not done lobbying for Robbie for Tim Means. This is not over.
2: <laughs> it's not over. Listen, I'm. I'm. I'm officially throwing my name in the hat for lobbying for Robbie right now. Okay. Tim Means, Tim, Robbie Lawler. Let's do it's it. It's not.
3: Let's. Yeah, guys. This matchup is evergreen, as long as as long as they're both fighting.
2: Actually, if you want to do Robbie Lawler versus Wonder Boy right now, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Okay. You could do that. O'Malley Munoz two one forty five in August or September. Turner versus Ismagulov five straight UFC finishes versus five straight UFC decisions. Jim Miller versus the Michael Johnson Jamie Malarkey winner. Ian Gary versus Danny Roberts. DDP versus Uriah Hall. Andre Muniz versus Jack Romanson Win or lose against Darren Till. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Arvin. Ooh, I'd like to first apologize to AK. For my doo-doo pick last week. I, saw, I got a lot of apologies this week. But thanks for having my back, Mike. The winner of the evening was The Undertaker walkout. With Volkanovski win a close second. I got Izzy Pajada. Emmett fight doesn't really get me excited. And I don't think Volk would be excited for it either. So I got Volk versus Charles at 155. AK, Adam's on the same page as you. Bam Bam versus the no more Bam Bam, yeah. Andre Fialio. Sean O'Malley, Pedro Munoz rematch. Turner versus... The Battle of the Raphaels or Raphaels loser, Duplessis versus Gaslam. Thanks and great job at Fight Week. Drew Hilty, hit or miss card tonight, but as Max would say, it is what it is. I'm trying to find some new stuff here, categories, rules. Strickland versus Till, win or lose? Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay maybe. with okay that. Yeah. I mean, Till, yeah, I, That that would be fine. Barbarina for, versus
3: Jake Matthews. For, for people who don't like Strickland, I should say, uh, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. I think he has a lot of big-name fights ahead of him, at least for the next couple of years. So, um, yeah, you know, for those of you who don't like him, uh, he's, he's here to
2: stay. O'Malley and Munoz part ways. fight was, wasn't great. So he likes O'Malley versus the loser of Corey Sanhagen versus Song Yudong. And he likes Pedro Munoz versus Adrian Yanez. That's actually, boy... If you want to c- continue to build the Sean O'Malley Adrian Yanez story, <laughs> you throw Adrian in there with Pedro, and if Adrian beats him, you be like, "See, Sean didn't need to poke him in the eye to do it." Perfect. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. And I and I put Yanez a level above O'Malley, so I think that's exactly what would happen. And then the last pick is one that I saw a, a, a lot of on social media, and I didn't. I understand this seems a little hypocritical considering how I matched Jalen Turner up with Demirz Magulov. <laughs> For some reason, I don't, I don't like this. But a lot of people seem to like it. Jalen Turner versus Armand Sarukian. I just, I don't want to see that. I, I don't want to see it. Uh, it's not my top pick, but I don't have a, I don't have an issue with it. I don't yeah. have an issue with it. I mean, if they, I, fall, I'm not... yeah, they put on the books, I'd watch it. But I just, I feel like there's better options for Jalen right now. It's a tough, and, pro- and, pro- and probably for Armand, honestly, they're probably better options for him too. But um, I, I don't mind them putting them together. All right, two more. It's late, but hopefully they'll get red. Azania versus Paeta. Canadaire versus the Till Hermanson winner. Volk versus Cejudo. Oh, get out of here! If he is serious about a comeback, if not, give Volk Josh Emmett. I don't see Volk going up to one fifty five being successful. Oliveira is too big for him. So instead of booking Volkanovski versus Charles Oliveira, you would rather book Alexander Volkanovski versus Henry Cejudo. Come on, man. Henry Cejudo does not deserve a title shot in either division. He doesn't, certainly doesn't deserve a title shot at 145. Go fight somebody else, and then you can start lobbying for these things. Okay? No. Terrible idea. We're not doing it. No. If I'm Volkanovski, I'm saying no. Go get a win first, then come fight me. Don't like it. Not doo-doo, but I don't like it. Holloway versus McGregor, if it can get booked. If not, Holloway versus Dan Hooker at 155. Don't hate that at all. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Holloway versus Dan Hoof. Wow. You can keep that story going. I'm okay with it. I like it. Barbarina versus Zaleski Dos Santos. I assume win or lose. Uh, Pedro munozong Sangidong, Booked. Sean O'Malley, Dominic Cruz. Booked. Come on, turd. Jim Miller versus Bobby Green. Rebooked that. Ian Gary, winner of Claudio Silva. Nicholas Dalby. DDP versus Calvin Gaslam. Muniz Brunson. Macy Barber. Versus the loser of Lauren Murphy, Misha Tate, Stoliarenko versus Lena Landsberg. That was—I mean—talk t- about up and down, emotional roller coaster. That's what that, what, what those picks were. Last one: Tino Alvarez, Macy Barber versus Caitlin Chukagian, Ak, what do you think about that?
3: It's too soon. She just doesn't have. She doesn't have the, the the striking vocabulary, which is a phrase I love to use. She does not have the striking vocabulary to deal with Caitlin Chukeyan. Caitlin Chukeyan just knows how to win MMA fights. Um, she, knows, she I think she has a very thorough understanding of the scoring system. I think she's very good at what she does, and uh, you know, whatever putting on fight of the nights is certainly secondary for her. And again, that's fine for her. I think she easily decisions macy barber again macy barber talented but her skill set is nowhere near where it needs to be to take on i think anyone in the top five of the of the flyweight division
2: yet uh julius deliranko versus carol Hosa muniz hermanson win or lose ddp versus Gaston uh ian machado gary versus max griffin i actually don't mind that one uh miller Rick glenn interesting jalen turner versus isma Guloff. Sean O'Malley versus Rob Font, I don't think they're going to go that direction. If Sean O'Malley won, I think that's exactly where they would have gone. They would have mm-hmm. gone to Rob Font. Bam Bam versus Jeremiah Wells. Volkanovski versus Oliveira for the vacant title, if not Josh Emmett versus Volk. And then, obviously, Izzy versus Panda Over to you, AK. All right, sir. Uh,
3: so, uh, for Izzy, yeah, everyone's saying, look, Alex Breda fight. Um, a lot of Holloway versus Gaethje, or hashtag G as I think Hayes III so I'm going to credit Hayes III oh, with that. H,
2: that's great.
3: Hollowaychi. It sounds a little weird, though. It sounds like a Halloween themed, like Justin G party or something. So that's a bit of an odd one. Uh, Barberina, it's wide open. Fialio, Della Maddalena, Nico Price, all good options. Uh, what else is the car? Jim Miller versus Michael Johnson, win, lose, or draw versus Jay Malarkey on July 9th. Uh, Jim Miller versus Tony Ferguson. I saw someone say maybe at, at uh, Welterweight, just so just neither got, ni- kind of like with Cerrone, just neither guy cuts weight. And they just have a fun fight. Uh, a, a lot of people want with Fialio, but they want to see him fight Ian Gary. Um, I like that's a winnable fight for Gary. Like I love Andre Fialio. Andre Fialio is not some I you know, I don't think he's like some some top fifteen lock right now. Um, he could certainly fight his way there, but I don't see him as like, oh, he's gonna blow away anyone outside the top fifteen. I don't think he's there yet. So I kind of like that. Again, I'd rather see Fiallo versus Barbarina just for the the shits and giggles. But um, Gary is that's an option. That is definitely an option for Gary. So uh, all of you guys have recommended that one. That's pretty solid. Interesting. Some people just want to see Muniz versus Strickland again. You know, same card, whatever. Throw them together. Uh, and, and, you know, there's a little disrespect there. Strickland gets a main card fight, an number contenders fight. Muniz has arguably been just as successful at 185. Why is he not in the main card? Why is he not in the world title discussions? Well, after Saturday, he definitely is, and uh, a fight with Strickland is would push him even further. Uh, all right, let me go to Twitter here real quick. Hayes III, uh, I want to read out his whole plan here he has for Volkanovski. Uh, okay, if Yair beats Ortega, then Yair gets a shot. If not, Josh Emmett gets a shot. I think if he won that fight – oh, if uh, Volkanovski then beats you know one of those guys, a double champ attempt would for sure be next. I just think they need to do Charles versus Islam, get the belt on someone at 155 first. Uh, and then, yes, it was uh, Hayes who came up with Holloway G for Max Holloway. Rebook Jim Miller versus Bobby Green. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Mike, how do you feel about Robbie Lawler versus Tony Ferguson at 170? Sure. That's fine with me. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Fine yeah yeah i don't know why i hesitated ryan doherty what i like from you ryan Ooh, duple versus chris curtis i like both guys so much i'd hate to do it but it feels very possible they were booked before let's go and then uh that was was that one of the replacements for the lump fight or was that before the Gaslamp? Lim- or, the, or he was, was the, the original
2: one he
3: was the original, okay, right, okay, so put that one back together. Uh, so I forgot that. so Ryan, you're off the hook for going he said Miller versus Lausanne two, and I had to remind him that would be three, sir, that would be Miller versus Lausanne three, but again, I had a little gap there myself, so Ryan you're, I think you're-
2: I mean listen, I think if if I said this maybe during the stream, but I think the biggest lo- one of the bigger losers of the night, and I mean this with all due respect was Joe Lausanne. Mm -hmm. because he had to watch Jim Miller get a submission, and then Cowboy retired. So, like, the one fight Lozon really wanted, it's not possible anymore. He can't... It's not happening. So, maybe let's throw Mr. Lozon a little bone here. Let's do that (sighs) fight, right? Let's do Lozon Miller. I think uh, that's one that sort of stuck out to both guys. I think just do that fight, and... Maybe that's it for Lozon after that, you know? I, I think that's kind of the only fight you can make for Joe at this point.
3: And the crazy thing is, I could see a fight between Lozon and Cerrone like if it had happened playing out like very similar to what we saw with Miller and Cerrone. So that, sec- that second round submission, that I, that uh, right to retire Cerrone, that should have been his. And uh, gosh, just two two freakish things happened and he missed out. Uh, Owen likes Duplessis versus Muniz. I want to keep them apart, but it'd be a great fight. And uh Barbara versus Joanne Wood. I think Macy can aim a little higher, but she's also not in the
2: top ten yet. So however, I this oh. listen, this is not a doo-doo pick at all. Um this this is if it happens, if this name is mentioned again, it's a doo-doo pick for the foreseeable future, but this kind of flew under the radar. It wasn't really picked up by a lot of people, but even Macy mentioned it last night that Joanne Wood has decided to take some some time off. Oh, right. Sport.
3: Oh, that's right. That's right. She, she posted that a few days ago. I forgot. Yeah. I totally forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: It flew under the radar. Nobody's yes. really talking about it, but she's going to be out true. for a little while. And yes. uh, even Macy was like, I like the Joanne fight, but she's going to be mm-hmm. out for a minute. So... Um, now, you've heard us. Now we're saying this to you, okay? So next <laughs> week, if you put Joanne Wood into a matchmaking we, fight, then if, if you throw her name out there, it's officially doo-doo. Yeah, but okay. tonight, we, today, not so much. We know you guys listen to every minute of every
3: episode. So you have yeah, no excuse. You love the <laughs> listener picks. It's <laughs> like the longest love, segment in MMA. And you all listen to it. <laughs> and 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 memorize every moment of it. So no excuse now. Uh, Brandon Hahn, I just like what he said here. He said Holloway, he just wants Holloway to stay at 145, and just keep knocking off other contenders like he did to a uh, Cater and Yair. So he's like having fight with Bryce Mitchell. He said Evloyev, Ilya Toporia. I mean, look, I'm not confident he beats necessarily beats. I would pick him against Mitchell, Evloev, and Toporia. I'm not so sure. So I don't know if that's even an option for him. But I do like the idea. Just just, just screw it. Just stay at 145 max, and uh, just keep spoiling it for everyone else. Uh Dax at Pike Putt had a creative uh, option here. Can and ear go up to two oh five and
2: fight Johnny Walker. I mean, I that is out of left field for sure, but <laughs> I mean I'd I'd watch it. Why not? Uh,
3: four corner sports NY. Okay, I uh, okay. I love this I gotta take the good with the bad here. I love Julius Stoliarenko versus Joseon Nunez. Awesome matchup, so I have to mention it. I love it. And then I will. N- I should never speak to this person again because Sean O'Malley versus Frankie Edgar. Uh, not the first person to suggest this. I feel like I may have. I think. I feel like before I had made my. I never want to see Frankie fight against. Dance. I might have thrown this matchup out there. Um, I don't want to see it now. I don't want to see it now. Uh, Frankie again. Still a super tough matchup. I, it's. It's conceivably a winnable fight, but I think O'Malley would rightfully be a uh, minus two hundred favorite at least going to that fight. It's just, it's just a father time thing. It's just a father time thing. No disrespect to the great Frankyager, uh, Marcus McGee. again, I mentioned him earlier. I just got he, he, This guy gets so cute with this. Stolyarenko versus Tainara Lisboa, a Muay Thai champion who was recently signed by the UFC. So hey, listen, if that happens, Marcus, big point to you again. I, it's just it's calling fighters off the board. Uh, Gary versus Barberina Also, he likes that one. Uh, Joe Corbin, O'Malley versus Font. You kind of explain why that's that's not going to happen next. James McDonald, Ian Gary Machado versus Jake Matthews. Our man in Italy, Francesco Holloway versus Zombie. I still want to see it. I do wonder when Zombie will fight again. I guess I wonder when Holloway will fight again too. Um, Gary versus Mickey Gall. I don't hate it, especially for people who are you don't like it. It can't happen. Oh, are they also training at Stanford? They're teammates. Oh okay. they're buds. my bad. Yeah, oh, they're buds. My. Francesco, you're not. You listen, not doo doo. Not doo doo because I for cause I I messed that up. So uh the doo doo is the is all mine. The doo doo is all mine. <laughs> I, sh- I should I should have checked that myself. Uh Thomas Collins. Jim Miller at one seventy, Mike. Kevin Holland? Wow. Kevin Holland would be like
2: twice his size, right?
3: Kevin Holland. I guess he's not a massive, I guess he wasn't a massive middleweight. So I guess it wouldn't we be. We saw,
2: I mean, we saw Miller as big as he get is he's, he's probably ever going to be. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, let me ponder that. You keep going. Okay. Someone's not going
3: to, uh, that. yeah. All right. Uh, I'll, 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 okay. I'll leave. Listen, we'll put it in the hands of the reader. Uh, listen right now while, uh, Mike deals with what could be a, uh, an assassin at his door. Uh, Liam Perry, Cannoneer versus Till if he beats Hermanson. He wants to see the killer gorilla versus Darren Till, the gorilla. So hashtag gorilla warfare. I always like that. Nate Andrews. I want to read his intro here. Uh, Nate says, I haven't seen any pics in a while, but after hearing the doo doo festival last week, I have to chime in again. And if any are due do, feel free to call me a dipshit on air, Nate. Uh, most of your picks are similar to others, so I don't have to read those out. I think you're pretty, um, you're pretty safe here. But I do like a couple of comments he made. Turner is officially in the new lightweight era that includes Islam, Armin, Gamrat, Damir, Guram, Fazib, and Claudio Puelles. They often forgotten Claudio Puelles. So, yes, I agree. Uh, man, 155
2: is looking good.
3: <laughs> it is. It just never runs out of talent. Puelles
2: has a fight coming up, doesn't he?
3: Does he? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I actually don't remember, but yeah, he's not like matching him up. He's just you know saying, uh, "Who is?" Uh, let me let, let me for the sake of Poyas
2: completion. and Jalen Turner is a fun fight too. Sure.
3: He... Puelles does not have a fight lined up. Ooh, I wonder. I good. wonder if he's just done. A, he's done a prominent call out. Yeah, I don't know. Why I keep forgetting Claudio Puelles. So disrespectful. So disrespectful to uh, to my my fellow man of Peruvian heritage. Um, my mother would be ashamed of me right now. And uh, Nate also says it's official. DDP is the most exciting middleweight in the world. Wow. Just throwing so that I mean, we just saw Alex Padeta smoke Sean Strickland.
2: I think Alex Padeta has to be considered. Uh, but that Jerkus Duplessis is so much fun. He's my a wild man. Goodness. DDP's a wild man. I called him that at the post fight press yeah. conference. He didn't really love that, but. He, that's how he fought. Like you fought. He fought like a wild man last night.
3: And when you consider, with respect to Brad Tavares, he's not always involved in the most exciting fights to draw like a, a, a slugfest out of him. I mean, good, well done.
2: That's a great. Yeah, that's an excellent point, Ak. Uh.
3: Okay. Uh, uh, quickly to Instagram. Wes Scroggins. Ian Gary versus Chaos Williams. Sharpshooter versus Chaos. Uh. I don't mind it. I mean, Chaos obviously, I'd put a league ahead of him, but I, I really don't mind it. Uh. Matthew Jamazy. Barbarina versus Jake Matthews. Ron Munoz O'Malley back. Macy Barber versus Cynthia Calvillo. I keep forgetting what's going on with Calvillo. Is she fighting Brana Fortino or Nina Nunes or what's going on there? She's fighting Nina Nunes. She is fighting Nina Nunes. Okay. Um, but, yeah, she should fight. I wouldn't mind seeing her fight one of those two, honestly. Uh, very tough test, though. Matt Bradbury always with some great picks. Um, what do we got here? It's all in a Barber versus Aaron Blanchfield, Aaron Gary, Ian Gary, Matt Brown. There's another one. So people think he's right. The future... The male future. Uh impressed a lot of people on Saturday night. So good for him. M Mayhead's also coming in with a lot of great matchups. Uh, another one for Barbarina versus Machado Gary. Uh, duplicy versus Gastelum. Yeah, I know duplicy wants that one just rebooked. Unfinished business. Uh, Stolarenko versus Wu yanan Pudalovo winner. Sure, I'm into that. Um Let me jump. Uh, oh, I guess sorry, we have a first timer. Right? I apologize. I have I have I always like to read the first timers. So thank you. I don't even know how to read this out. M M E M A R I 88 on Instagram. Uh, a first timer. Boy, I normally would like to read. Oh, you know, I will read them all out. Dear Prince Positivity, long time listener for the terrific to the pod. First time submitting picks. Hope to avoid the prince's alter ego, the demon of doo doo with my picks here and in the future. Think to Thanks to you and Mike for all the great entertainment week to week. Fights to make. Uh, I'll stick with winners for the most part. Adesanya versus Pereira. Volkanovsky versus Olivera Makachev winner. It's got to happen at some point. Turner versus Dos Anjos Loser. Impressive. Turner wants to step up. I would like to avoid the other rising star grapplers with at least his next matchup. This would be a fun fight either way. A real test for the tarantula. Barbarina. Nico Price. Andre Muniz versus winner Till Hermanson. Uh, Duplessis versus Gastelum. Gary versus Baeza. How did the UFC not interview Gary after his win? I agree. What a, what a strange missed opportunity. He's not here to take part. He's here to take over. Uh, I think he invented that. And uh, rebook Miller versus Green. And Lawler versus Matt Brown, too. Yes, all right. I get it. People want to see it. Uh, and just two emails. Let's close out with a couple emails from our regulars. Casey Carpenter, another apology for a doo-doo pick. Uh, they forgot that Dawson left. Yeah, that's fine. That's some Grant Dawson thing. Uh, awesome work for all of you this week. Mike, that's especially for you. All right. I'm 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 adding that to the message. Barbara versus Jennifer Maya. Muniz versus Drickland. Drick versus Gaslam. Gary versus what, Jeremiah Wells. Uh, rebook Green and Miller. What else we got here? We book O'Malley and Pedro for two seventy eight, because Mike has been saying that card needs more star power. Barberina versus Nico Price, Volk versus Oliveira for the lightweight title. Volk deserves it over Islam. Make Islam fight a top ten guy. Just rebook Darius. Ouch. Casey I love Garbage. that. I mean, let's go. Coming in. Coming in. Facts take. only. It's not facts a little take. Facts only. Facts only. And uh, they're going to do Izzy versus I put it, obviously. And then our pal, Tristan Gordett. Tristan, I'm going to let you close the show. Uh, always, always a valued listener to Otno. Uh, a valued caller on Heck of a Morning. Brian Berberina versus Francisco Trinaldo. Both are veterans, both on win streaks. Want to have those two go at it. The lead versus Duplessis. I know Duplessis asked for Gaslam or a top 10 opponent, but I would like to see him fight one more outside the top 10. Ian Gary, Nico Price, Jim Miller, Matt Favola, and Jalen Turner versus Demir Ismagulov. Wow, very popular pick. Uh, I had Ismagulov facing Gamrot, but I think Gamrot may be ahead of Ismagulov. I feel this fight would be better. We'll see if Turner is that dude. Great suggestions this week. It was, you know, it was a card that slightly disappointed Mike. I think, but I don't think it was a bad card overall. Just the first two, uh, the top two fights were very one-sided, and the main event was not fun to watch. So, but overall, I thought the card was good. A lot of storylines, retirements, things like that. Great matchmaking options. So thank you, everyone. Send those matchmaking options to me. My DMs are open. Twitter, at Alexander K. Lee.
2: Instagram, at
3: Alexander K. K. Lee. Email, at Alex.Lee, uh, Alex. at spnation.com.
2: If I'm sending your picks to me on igm underscore, heck, uh, UFC back next week. They're back at the Apex once again. We're finally going to get Rafael versus Rafael. Fingers RDA, crossed. Faziv, main event. Another Kayo Baraglio co-main event, AK? Mr. Co-main. I Kyle know. Kayo Baraglio. Taking on Arman, Petr- Arman Petrosian. Yes. Said Nurmagomedov versus Douglas Silva de andraj Jamie Ooh, Pickett versus one. Dennis Tululian, Jared Vandera versus Chase Sherman. Michael Johnson, Jamie Malarkey. Cynthia mm-hmm. Calvillo, Nina Nunes. Oh, right. There it is. Eamon right. Sahabi, Ricky Tercios. Ricky
3: Tercios should be on the main card. Respect the Ultimate Fighter winners.
2: Antonina Shevchenko is back, AK. Your Fighting favorite. Courtney Casey. Cody Brundage, Treshawn Gore, Kennedy and Zuchuku versus Carl Roberson. And the first fight of the night is a banger, ladies and gentlemen. Ronnie Lawrence against Syed Yakub Hach two very exciting guys at 135 looking to take that next step. That is a great opening bout. Main event's really interesting. I don't know how – I, I it, it should be a fine card. It should this, be a this, fine card.
3: This card is not as good as UFC 276 on paper. No. I think I think you're
2: right Spicy, about Spicy take. I know. But that's it, everybody. I'm going to pack up, get ready to head out of Sin City and head on home. I have like a day and a half of travel ahead of me. But like we said, we fight on through. I want to thank everybody for checking out the coverage throughout the week. I want to thank my best friend AK Bravo, for joining everybody. me Bravo. once again. You're very welcome for dealing with the times, and uh, all of you for the patience. I know we didn't have BTL this past week. Uh, we're going to try to rectify that this week with the big show. So stay tuned for that. But ladies and gentlemen, we are done. International Fight Week is in the books. Join us next week as we discuss the fallout of UFC Vegas 58, Raphael versus Rafael. And don't take this stuff too seriously, everybody. MMA is supposed to be fun. Well, more fun right here next week on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast
0: Network. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees, we're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just visible. Switch today at visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible Plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see visible.com. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary workday until the Singapore presentation is at
2: 3 a.m.
0: The office was shocked. But <laughs>
2: that's when we sleep.